So let's talk about strength training today. Now, uh, strength training and uh, I'm just going to for ease our aesthetic lifting, bodybuilding, uh, hypertrophy training we talked about like in the last episode. I'm just going to call that bodybuilding. So uh, understand that going forward. But strength training and bodybuilding can sound very, very similar um, because they're resistance training that uh, a lot of times can can look very similar and have very similar aspects and can actually have some a lot of uh, crossover. So to, to make it a little simpler, um, in the last episode we talked about how bodybuilding is, is typically where you get that, you know, three sets of ten that is so common um, that, that a lot of people just follow that. Uh, but with strength training, we're looking to do heavier uh, reps, heavier sets, um, and so we want to increase the weight. And generally speaking, what we're looking at is uh, sets of six reps or less. That way you're getting more heavier loads on whatever workout you're doing. So, you know, in, in your bodybuilding, we were talking about one set being about 10 reps, and that's where you would not necessarily fail at, but uh, getting getting within a rep or two of of being failing out. And in strength training, we want to be closer to that in at most six. Otherwise, we're not really testing our strength the way we want to be testing. So th- I think that that part's pretty easy to understand. I think where the confusion kind of comes in is that, you know, logically speaking, you would think that the stronger a person is, is dictated by how much muscle they have. And there's definitely uh, a benefit to having more muscle on you. Um, it enabled it would enable you to have more ability to have some strength in general speaking. Um, but the way the body reacts to a stressor, as in lifting, is by the central nervous system reacts to the stressor and for example uh, if you're doing a bench press the central nervous system starts recruiting muscle fibers in order to accomplish lifting lowering and lifting the bar from up to your chest and back up and so the more muscle fibers your body can recruit faster the more force you're going to be able to produce the stronger your lift is going to be and this is why uh, you can see some people who are a little heavier with a lot of muscle not be as strong as somebody who's a little bit leaner, but they have trained their nervous system in order to recruit those muscle fibers more and faster in order to perform that lift. And so a good example of this is, you know, I'm 190 pounds, but um, you can look in the Olympics and guys who I might be a little bit more muscular than, but are, you know, 120, 30 pounds, can out clean and jerk me by a bunch of weight. It's because they are much more trained in recruiting those muscle fibers to be able to perform those lifts. And so that's a very basic way of explaining how that goes. But I know from personal experience, um, I would be on a bench press and I would increase the weight a little bit, and uh, you know I might I would be lowering the weight down, and my hands would be shaking. And I'd have the weight feeling like it's going all over the place, 
And when I pushed up, I, I don't really feel like I was pushing that hard, but stabilizing that weight, that new weight that I hadn't tried to control before was uh, a whole lot. And I used to think to myself, man, if I could just learn to stabilize this weight, I think I could push this really easy. And uh, what what I would see happen is, you know, I really wouldn't quite feel it in my chest as much as I thought. But as I worked on it, I got better at stabilizing that weight. And then that weight became very easy because I, my central nervous system learned how to stabilize that weight to control it and then push the weight more effectively. So I hope that's a good, uh, clear explanation of, of kind of how that works a little bit. Um, but I wanted to say, talk more about how strength training and bodybuilding can kind of overlap. And, uh, so, you know, Ronnie Coleman, one of the most popular and successful bodybuilders of all time is also very well known for doing a lot of, uh, strength training. One of his, uh, one of his favorite accomplishments, if you watch some of his documentaries or listen to some of the times he's talked, uh, he was squatting, uh, it was like over 800 pounds, and I think he did it twice, and he regrets he thought he could do it a third time. Um, but, so, you know, he was one of the most accomplished ones, and he was very obviously using some strength training in his program. And that's, I'm a big person, uh, personally, uh, if there's a method out there. It, I feel like it should have a place in your program at some point in time. And so, you know, that's an example of a bodybuilder using strength training to get stronger. And then I'm sure when he goes back to his normal bodybuilding style lifts, you know, those can be up, up at a higher level. He can uh, perform those with uh, it, more intense variables in turn, possibly get some more muscles, get some more pumped muscles. So I uh, think this, and the same would go for strength training. If you're just a strength athlete, but you're not using some of that bodybuilding style of training to try to increase your muscle size, then you're probably going to hit a wall in your strength training because you're not really tapping into the most potential that you have. And uh, I know we're talking about resistance training here, but from another aspect, if you're not throwing in cardio in with both of these, uh, unless you're super, super high-level athlete in one of these areas, um, I feel like you're really, really missing out on some health benefits as well. So as, as we talk about this more, you're going to learn that I'm really big on mixing everything in, uh, you know, that kind of similar to, you know, how CrossFit sounds, weird. But uh, back to the strength training, um, some of the there's there's a lot of ways of getting strong, a ton and ton and ton of ways of getting strong. Um, even just you know doing manual labor and doing some, you know, just being a mechanic and working on cars and working with your hands all day uh, can end up with some insane grip strength. Um, things like things like that, uh, you can get strong just by doing things like that. But when we're talking about it in the gym, uh, some of the more popular methods, and uh, I won't I won't explain them in, in depth here, but uh, the Wendler 531 method, uh, which is considered one of the more 
basic entry-level strength training programs. Pretty easy to follow. It's uh, based off percentages and carries over on four-week uh, cycles, if you will. And then it restarts. Um, there's the West Side method, method which uh, is uh, it's pretty complicated, um, a little hard to explain, but it involves a lot of bands. It involves a power, a, like a high strength day and then a speed day. Um, and if you if you are into lifting and you haven't seen the documentary West Side versus the World, I highly encourage it. It's very very fascinating documentary to watch. Very insightful. <clears throat> And then there is also, uh, so this the, the next one is called the Juggernaut Method, and it's one that I was actually working on pre-COVID. Um, it's very similar to the Wendler Method. Uh, it's just a little bit more complex, a little bit more volume. Uh, the percentages are, are not quite as clear-cut. Uh, so it's more of a little bit advanced method. Um, but I was using it before the COVID shutdown, and I was probably in my third month of it. And I thought it was having, uh, I was having a lot of success with that. Now, those three uh, by themselves typically follow the powerlifting side of things. And so, for, for your strength training, uh, I just want to explain these two. There's typically you'll hear things uh, like powerlifting, Olympic lifting, or Olympic powerlifting. Now, first of all, Olympic powerlifting really isn't a thing. Um, so just take that out of your mind right now for a minute. Uh, Olympic lift, Olympic lifting, there's two Olympic lifts. There's the clean and jerk, which is taking the bar from the floor in front of you and then lifting it up to basically the front part of your shoulders in front of your face. That's called your front rack. And then lifting it from there to the overhead position with your arms locked out. So that's the clean and jerk, and then there's the snatch, which is the same kind of motion, but instead of going to your front rack, you're basically taking it from the ground to straight overhead, hands up. And then powerlifting is just, it's kind of, you know, the same kind of approach, just with different lifts. So now, instead of your clean and jerk and your snatch, uh, your lifts are now your deadlift taking the ground from or taking the bar from the ground up to your hips arms straight down uh, then there's your squat which is the bar on your back and you squat down um, and like you're sitting in a chair sit down come back up your bench press which obviously just laying on your back in a, on a bench and bringing the weight from out in front of you hands up down to your chest and then back up and finally, uh, one that is sometimes included, but not all the time, is your overhead press. And that is basically taking the bar from your front rack position and then taking it straight up overhead with no assist from driving your hips or popping with your feet or anything. It's just taking your hands straight up, no lower body involved. And so those are your basic lifts with that. Like I said, Olympic lifting is, it, there's people who talk about it, but it's not really a thing. It doesn't really exist. There's no power lifting, so to speak, in the Olympics. Um, but when you approach those methods with these kind of lifts, you I mean they can apply to these lifts or they can apply to 
versions of these. Most of your popular strength training would be like, instead of doing a regular squat, you could do an overhead squat, or you could do a zercher squat where you're holding the bar in the crooks of your elbows on the front side of you, or, or you could do it in a front squat with your the bar in a front rack, or just, just all kinds of versions off of these main lifts. And you can use them all to try to develop that strength training. Now, with that said, so we've, we've gone over several forms of training so far. Uh, I wanted to just mention here at the end, like I said before, I'm really big into having a wide variety of things into your workouts. Uh, it's important to remember that, especially if you want to do strength training, do strength training, but don't neglect the other ones. But you want to focus on doing one thing at a time, basically. So if, if you are currently wanting to get stronger, predominantly focus on that strength training aspect. If you predominantly want to try to put on some muscle size, go to that bodybuilding approach um, and, and just sprinkle the other things in a little bit smartly, but don't just don't ignore them all. Don't go all in on one. Um, and the reason I say that, now if you get really super serious on any of these, cardio, bodybuilding, or your strength training, uh, if you get really serious and really start to overdo it, you can start to see serious health, health uh, problems with just doing one all the time, every time. And, and honestly, if you just overdo it in general. But from a cardio standpoint, uh, we kind of talked about that, how too much cardio can have negative effects. Um, on the bodybuilding side, people getting wrapped up too much into it, getting themselves too lean at any given time and, and their body not responding well to being too little body fat. And then on the flip side of that, with strength training, you'll see a lot of strength athletes that overeat a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. And uh, when you're trying to increase your muscle size and when you're trying to increase that for, for that strength purpose, you don't need to overeat by thousands of calories. Uh, it's, it's honestly from what I've heard. Now, this is just me spitballing from one source that I heard. But it's only a couple hundred calories that you really need to, to start seeing those benefits. Um, so just if you start going down that route, be careful. You start seeing a lot of these super, super big-time strength athletes who put on massive amounts of fat, which for really insanely big lifts uh can be beneficial can protect your body actually from you protect your muscles protect your tendons a little bit but uh you can start seeing a lot of adverse health effects from being that far overweight and keep in mind that your heart just because you're overweight with muscle does not mean that you're necessarily healthy your, your heart can only handle so much and you may be better heart healthy because you're working out but if you're overweight you're still overweight so that's something to keep in mind when you're trying to bulk up with strength or by putting on fat uh, to just be very very careful with all of that so um, after this we're going to go into one of my favorites which is basically just taking a hodgepodge of everything and um, trying to fit it together in ways that are fun and smart and can make you progress and but by still varying what your approach is and that would be CrossFit 
So uh, we'll cover, cover that the next time. And until then, I hope you enjoyed this one. Thank you.